One of the most unexpected, yet understandable side effects of the COVID-19 pandemic is that more and more employees are banking their vacation time while they work from home. As a result, many companies could face a time-off crisis at the end of the year. Whether completely reworking your organization's time-off benefits or simply tweaking here and there, I'm dedicating this episode to discussing what HR needs to know about auditing and updating a company's PTO policy. More specifically, we'll cover the following in this episode of HR Party One. An overview of PTO generally, what HR should consider during a PTO audit, and how to communicate a PTO policy change. Welcome to HR Party of One. I'm your host, Ryan McCoslin, and it's good to be filming again at our studios in downtown Nashville. If you're a regular viewer, you've seen me filming from my home office in my basement for the last several weeks, but we're back in the studio and I'm happy to be here. Let's briefly review the state of PTO in the US, including the three most common approaches to PTO used by employers. First, according to data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 76% of private industry workers had access to paid vacation time, and 73% of private industry workers had paid sick leave benefits. For most, PTO isn't mandated by federal law. However, it's one of the most common and most popular components of a comprehensive benefits package. Second, PTO policies take three main forms, each with its own set of pros and cons. Annual allotment. With the annual allotment approach, employees are granted a specified number of days per year that either expires or rolls over based on an anniversary date. That date could be January 1st or it could be based on the employee's hire date. Accrual bank. The second common approach to PTO is called the accrual bank approach. With this approach, PTO is accrued based on a predetermined schedule, such as monthly, or quarterly, generally up to a positive limit, a cap, after which no more days are accrued until some are taken and the employee's balance gets back down below the positive limit. Finally, no PTO, also often referred to as unlimited PTO, is another approach that employers use, generally only for exempt employees who aren't paid hourly. An audit can help you identify what's best for your team right now. So many employers have the same PTO policy they've had for years. And what was right for them when they you know, grew up that policy may not be right for them today. That's why it can be so important to do a PTO audit. What should HR consider during a PTO audit? Well, there are nine key questions that need to be asked when auditing your existing PTO policy. Let's review those and then discuss how to effectively communicate a PTO policy update to your team. First, who can use PTO? Your policy should clearly establish which of your employees can earn and use paid time off. For some workplaces, vacation time only applies to salaried employees. In others, hourly team members can also accrue PTO. Sometimes these benefits are equal among all team members, including part-time employees, and sometimes not. Regardless, this should be one of the first decisions you make during your audit and refresh. Second, what approach will you use? As I mentioned earlier in this episode, HR needs to decide on the most appropriate PTO approach, whether it's annual allotment, accrual bank, or no, or unlimited PTO. Some questions you may ask yourself include, should employees earn their PTO over time? Should employees be awarded a set amount each year? And should we not offer PTO and just tell people they're able to work it out with their manager whenever they need time off? If you're using allotted or accrued approaches, your policy must specify exactly how employees earn PTO and when it's awarded. Third, how's it tracked? Reevaluate how you keep track of your team's PTO hours or days. 
If you use a digital platform to track time off, is the system integrated with other HR functions, as it would be with an HRIS like Bernie Portal? If so, you'll need to make sure that whatever updates you make to the PTO policy itself can be handled by your existing system, and that the updates are reflected in the system as soon as you switch policies or make changes. If not, consider adopting a time tracking solution for PTO. It'll likely save you time, energy, and money in the short and long term. There could be some minor time loss due to training once the platform is implemented, but it's probably worth it. Fourth, what about seniority? As I mentioned in point two, another consideration is if more tenured employees earn extra PTO over time. You could implement step increases. For example, after five years, an additional 40 hours of PTO is awarded to employees' annual allotment. Or you can keep PTO equal among all employees, regardless of seniority. One factor worth considering, step increases for PTO can serve as an excellent retention tool to reward longtime employees for their loyalty. Once again, it's just something to consider. Are there blackout periods? If you know that a specific season or month of the year is particularly busy for your team, consider implementing an exception that PTO requests during this time period may not be approved. As I've said before, Q4, the fourth quarter, is one of our busiest times of the year for Bernie Portal. So everyone on our teams knows that PTO approvals may be hard to come by in November and December. When does PTO start? In some cases, employees' PTO may be tied directly to their hire date. In others, PTO may reset each year for every employee, no matter when they started. Make sure to specify how this works in your new policy and that the change is reflected in your tracking system if you're using one. Is there a cap for accrued hours? If not, employees could theoretically build up a bank of PTO for years. Unless you're interested in teammates embarking on back-to-back month-long sabbaticals, consider implementing a use-it-or-lose-it cap or a rollover limit from year to year. And this also encourages your people to take some time off from time to time, which is the whole point, right? Note that some states, like California, prevent companies from implementing a use-it-or-lose-it approach, though. So check with your state. Do you pay out unused PTO? Similarly, revisit your policy's approach to pay out on unused PTO, including workers who are laid off or who voluntarily leave the company. It's okay if you do pay out PTO, but consider capping it at a certain threshold to avoid mass distributions at the end of the year. Then alert the finance team to budget accordingly if you make changes. Is our PTO benefit still competitive with other employers in our industry? Any honest assessment of your organization's employee benefits must include a comparison to other employers particularly those that directly compete with you for talent. If your benefits can't compete, if they can't hold a candle to your competitors' offerings, how are you gonna hire the best of the best? Once you've answered these questions, draft your recommendations to share with leadership. Identify which components of your current PTO policy most need to be changed. For example, if you're slated to pay out 20 PTO days per employee at the end of the year, this may need to be prioritized. Then once you've settled on an appropriate update to your policy, work with leadership to announce the change and update all your systems accordingly. Employees may not like the changes that you make, depending on the type of policy that your organization had in place before your audit and update. And that's okay. It's HR's job to clearly communicate changes and address any questions that employees may have. Include the following information in your communication. Explain the reason for the audit. Even if your employees are frustrated with any change, for example, if they lost any accrued PTO, they will appreciate transparency as to why changes were made. Detail the changes. Include exactly what's changed and why. Don't hide the ball. 
how the policy impacts hourly versus salaried workers. Depending on the policy, changes may affect one group of workers and not the other. Be specific to limit confusion. And then display the policy. PTO is there for employees to use, so they should be able to access the policy and read it at any time. Make it easy for them to do that. Effective date. Whether immediate or down the road, employees need to know when the changes are taking place, when they're effective. And anticipated questions. Get ahead of the curve with pre-planned responses to questions that you expect when you get ready to roll out your new policy. Have those answers ready. Our team put together a simple, easy to use template that communicates PTO policy changes to employees. I've included a link in the episode description and I highly recommend you check it out for ideas. This can be a tough, tough adjustment for many teams. Whatever changes you decide to make, it's best to make them quickly. In essence, rip off the band-aid. Some workers may not be happy, but the transition will be much smoother with proper preparation and numbers, explanations to back up your position. One other piece of advice I'd give, which you should consider your homework, is to take time off for yourself. Be a good example. If employees see they won't be punished or reprimanded for taking vacation time, they'll be more likely to actually use their allotted days versus letting them build and eventually go to waste. As always, I've included a handful of great resources to help you audit and update your existing PTO policy, and you'll find those in the episode description. For new HR Party of One episodes, please subscribe. Ring the bell. We also have a great backlog of past episodes that address tons of evergreen issues HR faces every single day. Some of them were filmed right here in our studio, some in my basement. And remember, along the way, your job is as strategic as you make it.